Hello, welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. And hi, my name's Kay. Today we'll be reading from the Book of Signs by Dr. David Jeremiah. We're going to start with Millennium, but Kay, do you have anything to share or are we good today? I think we're good today. We good today? Yes. Okay, <laughs> wonderful. Um, Kay, start us out with Millennium. Okay, here we go. Uh, hopefully my voice won't be too cracky. Oh, <laughs> A frog in my throat this morning. Oh no. <clears throat> so Isaac Watts began writing poems when he was seven, and after his college years, he began writing hymns. Isaac lived in a time when hymns were frowned upon, for many British believers only sang the Psalms in church. But Isaac wrote hymns anyway, and he is remembered today as the father of the English. He also served as a pastor in London and wrote textbooks on logic used by the major universities of his day. He was small in size, eccentric in habit, and a great of heart. Even now, more than 200 years later, many of his hymns are widely sung, including his great Christmas carol, Joy to the World. Aww. Wow. That's cool. I love Joy to the World. But what would be chagrined to know... Joy to the World is sung today as a Christmas carol because he wasn't thinking of the birth of Christ when he wrote it, but of our Lord's return in the golden age that would follow the second coming. Wow. Now, that's a big wow. Wow. The hymn first appeared in a 1719 hymn book. Wow. That's another big wow. <laughs> that is We're pretty gonna get old. wow today. <laughs> In which Watts took many of the biblical psalms and paraphrased them through the eyes of the New Testament. Joy to the World is based on his interpretation of Psalms 98. And the words don't refer to the birth of Christ at all. Let's put it to a test. Review the words below and see if you can determine what they really are about. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat the sounding joy. No more let sin and sorrow grow. No thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessing flow far as the curse is found. Far as the curse is found. Far as, far as the curse is found. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders of his love and wonders and wonders of his love. I hope I did that justice. I wished I could sing. I would have sung it, but I can't. <laughs> and, and I'm not singing it either. <laughs> Just think about how um, some of the, uh, it's been paraphrased, you know, through the years, the Joy to the World song. You know, just reading this uh, compared to what I 
have you know sung you know like at Christmas time and so forth that's really it's amazing for Christ to come right did those things happen when Jesus came the first time to be wrapped in swaddling clothes and placed in a manger did earth receive her king was nature transformed fields and floods rocks hills and plains did thorns stop infesting the ground was the curse lifted did sin and sorrow cease and does Christ currently rule the world with grace and truth do the nations of the world acknowledge his righteousness and the wonders of his love those statements do reflect biblical promises but they're not about the first coming of Christ they reference his second coming and the glorious millennium that will occur when he returns. Now, I don't intend to stop singing Joy to the World at Christmas, but as I sing the words, I'll be looking forward to his return and to the era of peace he will reestablish on earth. I'm eager for the day when earth will receive her king, when every heart will prepare room for him, when thorns stop infesting the ground, and when Christ will rule the world with truth and grace that is what will happen during the thousand year reign of Christ which comes from his second coming only then will the words to joy to the world be truly fulfilled we often refer to this period of time by a certain title the millennium the word millennium doesn't actually occur in most of the our english bibles yet his topic is one of the bible's premier subjects and it is astonishing to notice how many chapters and verses describe the golden age of Christ, which will last for a thousand years on this planet. That is such a long time. I mean, I don't, I mean, his time is not our time. It's different. Right. That's always, um, I've always thought a thousand years, a thousand years. Well, just to think in the perspective, what I think about is, is that we live to be, who knows? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, um, as far as what your time lens may be, 90, maybe, a thousand years. <laughs> I know. But we'll Just have a, new bodies. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. We'll have new bodies. Yeah. Right. So I heard something yesterday on the radio, Miss Kay. You know, there are people who really like to sit down and say there's no God. I don't believe in heaven. I don't believe in hell. When you die, you're just dead. You go into the ground and this and that. And it's so important for us to be an example because when you die, whether you believe it or not, it's going to happen. And when you're at... The judgment, you don't get to stand there and say, well, I didn't believe, but I do now, or whatever. No, it's done. When you die, you're going to heaven or hell. And you please make the right decision. I don't even know how... I was listening to this program yesterday, and I thought, all these people who are lost because they think that there is no heaven and hell and it's going to be so sad. It's going to be really sad. It's going to be really sad. Really sad. What is the millennium? Let's begin by taking the mystery out of the term millennium. It comes to us from a combination of the Latin word milli, which means a thousand, and anum, 
which means years. The word millennium then simply means a thousand years. The millennium is a literal period of a thousand years, which is scheduled for the future and will begin when Jesus comes again at the end of history to set up his earthly kingdom. So they're saying the millennium, the millennium is a literal period of a thousand years. That just answered our question. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. For purposes of the millennium, of course, all this raises very good questions. Why did God plan it like this? Why have a millennium at all? Why not begin the eternal state at the moment of Christ's return without having to wait another thousand years? I don't know all the answers to that, although I am fully confident that God in his infinite wisdom knows exactly what he is doing and why. But from our study of scripture, we can ascertain several critical and obvious purposes for the millennium. Let me give you four of them. To reward the people of God. The first purpose of the millennium is to reward the people of God. Scores of biblical promises reassure God's people they will receive rewards for faithful service. For, in, for instance, Isaiah 40.10 says, Behold, the Lord God shall come with a strong hand and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. Jesus said the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. That's in Matthew 16. A little later, he added, then the king will say to those on his right hand, come, you blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you, from the foundation of the world. And Revelation says, I'm coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. As I said previous, Mm. these people who think that they can go up there. I mean, there are people who think, well, I'll just uh, chat it out with him and say why I didn't believe or this or that. No, it says right here. Judgment Day. There'll be no negotiating. No negotiating. You had your chance on earth to decide who you were going to live for. You live for God or you live for Satan. I think part of that's the world. Don't you think, Teresa, that, you know, we live in a world where everybody, not everybody, but people think they can negotiate their ways. Yes. Yes. Whatever, you know, well, I'll try to change your mind or um, think about it this way or You know, they think with words or whatever um, that they're going to persuade. And get their way. And get their way. Yeah, that it's, and just like, well, if I'm in hell, then at least I'll be with my friends partying. Well, you're going to be completely alone, burning in a pit, and you Mm -hmm. will have no friends around you. The Bible teaches that when we serve the Lord here on earth as Christians, we will be rewarded when we get to the kingdom with the opportunity to serve in a new and special way. In the parable of the talents, Jesus taught that our role as servants and rulers will be based upon our faithfulness. Remember the words we want to hear from the Lord. 
when we get to heaven? Mm-hmm. Well done, good and faithful servant. Praise the Lord. You have been faithful over a few things, and I will make you ruler over many things. Oh, my goodness. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Wow, okay. Can you imagine that day? Oh, my goodness. Our opportunity to rule over many things. These words will be part of our millennial experience. In the millennium, we will be ruling the earth with Jesus. He will be our king, and we will serve him, not as a punishment, but as a reward. Hallelujah. Hallelujah is right. Randy Alcorn said, service is a reward, not a punishment. This idea was foreign to people who dislike their work and only put up with it until retirement. We think that faithful work should be rewarded by a vacation for the rest of our lives. But God offers us something very different. More work, more responsibilities, increased opportunities, along with greater abilities, resources, wisdom, and empowerment. We all have sharp minds, strong bodies, clear purpose, and unabated joy. Imagine the wonder of helping Jesus rule and reign on earth for a thousand golden years. That's hard for me to imagine, but Kay, he does. He is preparing us now for our position in heaven. We will. I just never thought of it that way. No, 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 me either. And it, and I keep hearing more and more talk about that, about our place in heaven, and that we all have jobs. I learned a long, long time ago, you know, when you go to work, there's always tiffs or whatever. You have a manager that's mean and because they treat you mean, you're not going to give your best work. You're not working for that manager. You are working for God. You need to do no matter how you're treated at work. You pray about it, but you're working for God. You can't say, well, they don't appreciate me, so I'm just doing the bare minimum. No. you And I learned that a long time ago, and that's always been my the way I look at work. Yeah. And people will say, mm-hmm. well, how can you do that? You have a terrible manager. And I would just say, I sit here and talk to God. And he helps me with my work. I don't work for this company. I don't work for her. I'm in a building doing this, but my heart and my performance is for God. Right, right. To respond to the prophet's predictions, during the thousand-year reign of Christ, the prophecies and promises of the Old Testament testament prophets will be fulfilled and that is another major purpose of the millennium it's difficult to make sense of large parts of the old testament if we expunge the millennium from god's program for ages j dwight pentecost wrote a larger body of prophetic scripture is devoted to the subject of millennium developing its character and conditions than any other subject many of the promises god made to israel have yet to be literally fulfilled but they will be during the millennium i've selected some verses to serve as a sample of this 
and I hope you'll not skip over them. Read each one and visualize the predictions God has given us for this thousand-year period. Miss Kay, we are going to stop right there, and next week we'll hop in and get started on these subjects. Okay. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us today. God bless you.